your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Friday, March 5th edition of Locked On Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can email me at LockedOnFLAPanthers at gmail.com you could also follow the national show locked on nhl anywhere you listen to podcasts you could also follow their twitter account at locked on nhl pods so the florida panthers continue their winning ways with this one being a 5-4 road victory over the nashville predators and the Cats are now 7-1-1 one, and one on the road. And this was a game that was dominated by the three core players on this team in Ekblad, Barkoff, and Huberto, where Aaron Ekblad had a four-point night of two goals and two assists. Alexander Barkoff had three points tonight where he had three assists. And Jonathan Huberdeau in this one had a two-point night with a goal and an assist in this one. And one thing that the broadcast mentioned at the end of the game was the fact that the Cats on the PK on the road are the best in the NHL. And if you were to look at NHL.com slash stats, you would see that the PK is middle of the pack for the Florida Panthers, but that means that at home, when it comes to the PK, that they're giving up a lot of goals while it's the exact opposite on the road, which makes the average number around the mid-20s and the teens for this Florida Panthers team and this was a game where the Cats took advantage of an injury plagued Nashville Predators team and took advantage of some unforced errors by this Nashville Predators team and there were times when you thought that the Cats were going to pull pull away of this game and the Preds just kept fighting, and they kept it close. And despite having a 2-1-0 record against this team, against Nashville, the games have been close, where the first one was a 6-5 OTL, the second one was a 2-1 win, with Chris Drieger starting that one, and then this one is another win, where it's just by one goal. and. Multiple times in this game where the Cats took the lead, the 
Nashville Predators responded right back despite having a lot of injuries to their team where Luke Cunning, as I said in the crossover with the guys from Locked On Predators, Matt and Justin, he's out two to four weeks. Ryan Ellis is out four to six weeks. But Ryan Johansson, before this game started, was taken off the COVID-19 list. And Johansson even had a goal today to later, late in the game, to bring that deficit to one. So the Preds got a very valuable player back for their team to at least make this game a close one. And in the previous series against the Carolina Hurricanes, for the most part, the Cats were dominated in faceoffs for two thirds of the game before dominating the third period and creating more shots on goal for them. And early on, it it flipped in this one where early on the Florida Panthers were leading with faceoffs, and then there was that big drop off later in the game where it caused the Nashville Predators to catch up in. This game, where every time the Cats scored, the Preds respond. And just looking at the numbers after the game for the faceoffs, the Nashville Predators dominated in that category 65 to 35. So they kept it closer than we like. And so as we approach the April 12th trade deadline, for the National Hockey League. One position to really look at to help this Florida Panthers team is the center position. Because you can't possess the puck if you're not going to win your faceoffs. You're not going to get as many shots on goal if you're not winning your faceoffs. So one thing to look for possibly that Bill Zito is probably already looking for in a trade is probably going to be a second, third line center for this team. So that's one thing to look at for this team. But I'm going to toot my horn a little bit when it comes to a player that I spoke about in Thursday's episode of Locked on Panthers, and that is Mason Marchment. I had a spotlight for Mason Marchment on Thursday's episode talking about how he's taken advantage of his opportunities since being brought up back from the taxi squad to the active roster and he got three straight games of points before yesterday's game and he got another one yet again in the variety of a goal this time around from the right face-off circle, the goalies left. So Mason Marchment looks like as of right now with his ninth NHL game, as of right now, because he's producing and he's showing that speed with the third line, it looks like he is a player to stay for now. So in the next segment, I'll break down more of the Florida Panthers' Five to four victory on the road against the Nashville Predators. You've been listening to Locked On Panthers. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports action. 
Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code Locked On. We're covering everything you need to know about the Florida Panthers, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. Locked On Panthers on a Friday, March 5th, 2021, where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 5-4 to regulation road victory over the Nashville Predators. So the lines pretty much stayed the same from the previous game with a few changes. So first line was Verhege, Barkov, Matrano, Kubi, Wenberg, Horny, Mason Marchment, Itulu Strine, and Nola Chari placed on the third line after being replaced there mid-game against Carolina. And fourth line is Juho Lamico, Ryan Lomberg, and Vinny Hinstroza. And deep pairings were Mackenzie Weger, Aaron Ekblad, as usual, Keith Yandel, Anton Stroman, Gustav Forsling, who made his return to the lineup, and Radko Gudas. So the Florida Panthers in this game started real, real fast, where they were creating a lot of steals and two-on-one opportunities with neutral zone steals by Frank Petrano to create an early opportunity. There's a two-on-one by Mason Marchment and Keith Yandel, and it caught my eye once again that Mason Marchment is making such an impact on this lineup. And this is a start that the Florida Panthers needed to be off quickly because most of this season, the Florida Panthers have been playing the game of catch-up, playing from behind instead of taking early leads. And the Panthers were able to get a lot of zone time by having Nashville be one and done on their end early. And, and it helped with a rush that was led by Aaron Ekblad at the 629 mark of the first period where he had a backhand attempt to try to feed Barkov. Barkov swiped it two to three times. And then the Nashville Predators were caught in this situation, puck watching, trying to clear it out of the zone where Carter Verhage just comes up the middle uncovered and gets the loose puck and gets it through Pecorine to have the Florida Panthers go up one to nothing. And in the last week and a half, the Florida Panthers have had a hard time getting a goal in the first period. And we've seen that all season that if there's one period that the Florida Panthers play the best in, it's the third period. And it's, they're not really that team as we've seen this year that have gotten out to those fast starts. And we're always on the edge of our seats instead of like, having comfortable leads and it showed once again having that comfortable lead early where mason marchment goes five hole on pecorine from the right face-off circle pecorine's left and went five hole on that one and that was an, an assist by ekblad who got, also got an assist on the first goal so 
it was already indication that you were going to see a great night from Aaron Eckblad and Mason Marchment. And then Marchment and Eckblad, shortly after, they go on a rush of themselves where Aaron Eckblad is open in the slot, but doesn't convert there. Carter Verhage, who has struggled getting in the goal department in the last 10 games, got his earlier, and he almost had a second goal where it was a leg save by Pecorine. And then Mason Marchman got another opportunity as well. Two of them, actually. And he's also doing a great job of some of the drop-off plays where so he was going towards his right, just outside the hash marks, dropping it off for a shot attempt for Nolachari. So he's not only using his speed to go around the goalie to create passes in the faceoff circles, but he's also making those drop-off plays. And the first period was probably one of the best first periods that the Florida Panthers have played all season. And in the second period, Aaron Eckblad continued to have two opportunities right in front of the net on Pecorine. And in this game, Aaron Eckblad led the Florida Panthers in total shots with six. For six, when your defenseman is leading in six and he gets two goals out of it, that is great things for this team. In the first period in the goal department, you see that it's from the younger guys. and. There's another play where the Nashville Predators, again, they were puck watching. Patrick Hornquist was in the trapezoid. Everybody was staring at him. And there was a cutting Jonathan Huberto that went in for the score. And this is just sports philosophy. I'm sure you've heard this term many times, head on a swivel, where you have Two seconds on your man, one on the puck. Then two seconds on your man, one on the puck. That was something that I was taught in my years of of playing sports. And it seems as if it was three to four seconds on the puck and almost no seconds on the man, where the Nashville defense just let Jonathan Huberdeau go through it like Swiss cheese, and he was able to convert to bring the Florida Panthers up 3 to nothing in this game. And I'll say this. Both teams, for the most part, in early on, played a very clean hockey game. Until midway, excuse me, a third of the way through the second period where Yuho Lamico slashed Sissons, creating a penalty. And 15 seconds later, Alex Wenberg gets a delay of game call, causing the Florida Panthers to go five on three for a minute and 45 seconds. I'm not sure if that's Alex Wenberg's first or second delay of game of the year. I know Mackenzie Weger has had his fair share in the previous weeks, but. Careless play, just unforced error. However, the Florida Panthers were able to kill the five on three. And even though rebound control has been an issue for a goaltender like Sergei Bobrovsky, in this penalty kill, there were not many rebounds 
by Sergei Bobrovsky, and that's what really helped the Cats not allow Nashville to to bring this to a two goal deficit. And at this point, I know it was midway, a third of the way through the second period, but it felt like as if if they didn't allow a goal, then then you're putting yourself in a really great position the rest of the game to not even allow them to tie it later on if they were to go on a run. So then later on, Matthias Ekholm from the point gets it through Bob, and this one was a missile that just over 100 miles an hour, if I had to guess. So the Predators at the 12-23 mark brought it to a 3-1 deficit for them. And not only is Aaron Ekblad having such a great season in the goals department, but there was an opportunity where Rocco Grimaldi was on a breakaway, and Aaron Ekblad was not only to able to catch up to Rocco Grimaldi, but he was able to put him at an angle where he ran out of real estate, so he didn't even have an opportunity to get a shot on Bob. So that those are the little things that Aaron Ekblad does so well that helps his case for the Norris Trophy, and that's something I'll talk about in the next segment. So then the frustration started to happen for National Predators, where Roman Yossi was was called for a penalty for cross-checking Vinny Henestrosa. And here's one thing I noticed. Even though the Florida Panthers didn't convert on the power play for that one, I saw that Mason Marchment was placed on the second power play unit. And this guy just continues to shine and continues to create opportunities. And you're going to be rewarded when you're a coach Q coached team and right now mason marchment is being rewarded and shortly after the nashville predators killed the penalty mason marchment draws a penalty on sissons for a hooking call near the boards and then shortly after at first it was believed that patrick hornquist Swiped multiple times after an Eric Ekblad shot, and it was a rebound. But replay showed after the second intermission that it was actually Aaron Ekblad who got it through Pecorine, and Patrick Hornquist didn't touch the puck at all. But I want to give credit to Patrick Hornquist for creating that confusion in front of the net to, so it causes Pecorine to be all over the place, unable to find the puck, and have him worry about Patrick Hornquist getting in his face, the fact that it helped the puck go through the net after a bounce. So that one was, even though Patrick Hornquist doesn't get an assist on that play, emotionally, mentally, I give him one because he created that goal with the screen in front of Pecorine. And then shortly after, not even a minute after the Nashville Predators get a goal back where Philip Forsberg deflects a shot right in front of the net on an Arvidsson shot. And I looked at the shot chart from naturalstattrick.com, and most of the goals in this game were right above the goalie crease. Where with, and then the other one was the point shot by 
Ekholm that was the Rockets. So if there's one thing that the Florida Panthers need to clean up in as they go forward, it's right in front of the, the goalie, like how they forecheck, backcheck, and how they create some loose pucks to clear the zone so that they give their goalie a chance late in games so that they don't and so that they can put away games too so there are many times where the predators were just right in front of the net to get it past sergey borowski the tv broadcast before the third period brought up a chart that was really surprising to see where the shooting percentage by period entering the third period of Thursday night's game where shooting percentage in the first period is for the cats is 5%. Second period, 4%. Do you want to know what it is for the third period? 10.8%. 10.8 more than double. Like we talked about in the in earlier in this segment, the cats are mostly a third period team. They catch up when they need to. They, they're not really off to good starts. Do, do we want to see them off to better starts? Of course. But don't fret, guys. Whenever they're down early, they find ways to catch up. We don't want to get used to it. However, don't get so down when they, the Cats are down because that team themselves emotionally are not down. So early on in the third period, Rocco Grimaldi gets it past Bob and Rocco Gudis, before it would cross the line, Rocco Gudis was unable to get it out of the, the goal before it crossed. However, Coach Q challenged the play for an offside. And I'm just thinking, oh no. Before even seeing the replay, I was thinking, oh no, here we go again. A challenge against the National Predators while you're up by two goals and with the new rule if you lose the challenge you it's a penalty it's a two-minute minor so i was but i was also thinking if coach q is really sure about it this time around then you got to trust him and then seeing the replay clearly offside rocco grimaldi was offside and the challenge was successful it is back to a 4-2 game and that just killed the momentum for the national predators there were many times where there was just straight momentum killers for Nashville. The first one was the five-on-three where they were unable to score, and then the next one was this four-to-three that was supposed to be, but Rocco Grimaldi was offside. And, and around the 9.07 mark in the third period, the Florida Panthers just pretty much ended the Nashville Predators' hopes and dreams in this one where... Jonathan Huberto drew an interference call on Nashville. And then shortly after, from the high slot, Aaron Ekblad goes top shelf, launches a rocket, and converts on his second goal of the night, his second power play goal of the night. And now, Aaron Ekblad leads all NHL defensemen in goals with eight. He was cold the last few few weeks, but he was still able to get two of them tonight to take that lead and again in this 
season against the National Predators. This is their third out of their eight. Every time the Cats have gone up by one, the National Predators would score shortly later. And this was where the Cats were in the middle of a line change. And what's the thing that you don't want to do when you have a line change? You don't want to turn over because a turnover causes an odd man rush the other day, the other way. And this is where the cats were just flat footed. They were in transition going the other way. And Sissons got the turnover to convert. And Nashville brings it to a 5 3 deficit at the 1240 mark of the third period. And then another missed opportunity for Nashville. Count your blessings because there are so many times that Nashville could have scored and then they just shoot themselves in the foot. And what looked to be a score late in the third period, before the goal was even scored, the referee blows the whistle for something. I'm just thinking, okay, no goal? What what's going on? So Roman Yossi slashes Radko Gudas before the shot even goes off. And shortly after the shot goes in, and you gotta give credit to Radko Gudas for getting in the face of the a Norris trophy winner in Roman Yossi and just creating frustration to the point where it disallows a goal and for the national predators this was an offensive zone penalty too so talk about it was a situation for them of when it rains it pours and for the national predators on thursday night when it rained it poured for them because mistake after mistake the offside the lack of execution on the five on three roman yossi committing an offensive zone penalty before the shot that could have brought the Nashville Predators to 5-4 to four at the time. So this is a game where the Florida Panthers, if the Nashville Predators played a little cleaner and a little bit more disciplined, it could have been probably an overtime game in this one. So Hines pulls Pecorine late in the third period, and on the 6-on-5, Ryan Johansson gets a rebound off a shot from Nashville and gets it past them. So you're thinking, oh no, okay. The Nashville Predators got a 6-on-5 goal in the first matchup against Florida, but this time around, it, there wasn't a, a challenge that Coach Q tried or had to try this time around. So... That's the good news on that. So not creating that man advantage for Nashville. So at the end, the Florida Panthers were able to get the 5-4 victory over the Nashville Predators, a road victory. The Cats go 7-1-1 one, and one on the road this season. Ekblad finishes with a four-point night. Barkoff with a three-point night. Huberto with a two, including a goal. And Mason Marchment got his first career NHL goal in last night's game. The Florida Panthers just keep riding high in this season. 
and they're one point out of first place. The Chicago Blackhawks look to have been helping the Florida Panthers early in their game against the Tampa Bay Lightning before blowing a two-goal lead against Tampa before losing in overtime. So for now, the Cats are still in second place in the division, but the Cats keep winning, and they still have five more matchups against the Tampa Bay Lightning this season to try to make a case for winning the division. In the next segment, I'm going to talk about the case for Aaron Ekblad to win the Norris Trophy. You've been listening to Locked on Panthers. Every Friday on Locked on NHL, join Joe DiBiase and Tom Gazzola as they round up the biggest stories of the week in the National Hockey League and get you prepared for the league's busy weekend slate of games. From breaking down the latest blockbuster trade to sizing up the rivalry matchups on Saturday night, Joe and Tom have every angle of the league covered to close your week. Subscribe to the Locked On NHL podcast wherever you get podcasts. Locked On Panthers on a Friday, March 5th, 2021, where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 5-4 road victory against the Nashville Predators, where they are now 7-1-1 on the road this season. And before I get into my segment, I want to have an injury update for the Florida Panthers, where Anton Stroman exited early, shortly after the first Aaron Ekbad power play goal to bring it to 4-1 to towards the latter part of the second period. Did not return to the game shortly after that, and he is considered day-to-day. So Noah Jolson did not make the trip to Nashville for this trip. So expect uh, Kevin Connaughton to possibly be inserted into the lineup for Florida's game against Nashville on Saturday, which is a 2 p.m. start. But I want to get into Aaron Ekblad to make a case for the Norris Trophy. So now when it comes to the goal department, when it comes to defensemen, Aaron Ekblad is just one over the lead for defensemen over Jeff Petrie of the Montreal Canadiens for most goals by defensemen. And when it comes to total points for Aaron Ekblad, yeah, he's not at top along the side of Victor Hedman and Quentin Hughes of the Vancouver Canucks. And I know you got to defend in this league to win, but if you're scoring as a defenseman, alongside with how much offensive power the rest of your team is, you're just adding a different element to this game. And Aaron Ekblad is certainly doing that. And Ekblad, when it comes to number one overall picks spoken throughout the NHL, mostly the ones that are talked about are forwards. Let's, let's be honest with ourselves. We hear all about an Austin Matthews. We hear all about a Jack Hughes. We hear all about a Connor McDavid. But we don't hear much about an Aaron Ekblad, the 2014 number one overall pick Aaron Ekblad, who surpassed his goals totals from the prior year. And yes, for defensemen, goals aren't the number one indication of how they play. But 
Aaron Ekblad is making such a big difference in adding to the offensive firepower that the Florida Panthers have. And yes, he's not the best distributor of the puck, but again, like I spoke about in the previous segment, he created an opportunity to for Rocco Grimaldi to run out of real estate to not even get a shot off of Bob. So again, the if anything, that results more in the Cozy Four percentage for Aaron Ekblad, which is one of the best in the league. And NHL Network did a spotlight of Aaron Ekblad earlier a few weeks ago on his Cozy Four percentage. So that is another case that we can make for Aaron Ekblad winning the Norse Trophy. And he's been in this league now for seven years, and this guy has grown so much throughout our eyes being a leader of this team alongside Kubi and Barkov. And it's great that even though the defense as a unit for the last few years have been questionable, that we've had one constant throughout the deep pairings over the years. And that's been Aaron Ekblad, the number one overall pick from 2014. So I want to get something trending on the Twitter, and it is hashtag Ekblad for Norris. And I think it's time for the NHL and the Professional Hockey Writers Association to really look at this guy as a candidate for the Norris Trophy. So let's get this trending. Hashtag Ekblad for Norris. So. The Florida Panthers have a two weekend back-to-back games, one a 2 p.m. start against the Nashville Predators in Nashville at Bridgestone Arena. And then the very next day, the Florida Panthers will have a 5 p.m. afternoon game against the Carolina Hurricanes on the road at PNC Arena. So I'll be back on Monday to break down those two games for the Cats and hoping that we could talk about possibly two more wins for this Florida Panthers team as they are on the pursuit of winning this Central Division title. So make sure to hit subscribe on the podcast. Make sure to follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers and the Gmail account that you can email me at LockedOnFLAPanthers at gmail.com where you could ask me anything you want. So make sure to... Keep it locked in on those platforms. So I'm Armando Velez signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.